Got so many strongest soldiers, so it's never over Even if you need someone to hold you to keep your composure Even on the days you're moving slower and can't seem to focus You were meant for greatness and you know it, you just gotta show it Know you questioned life a couple times, but it's okay you growing Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you on it Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes All you ever do is smile cause they make you worth it Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it Kings and Queens to One Sick B. I am your host, One Sick B. Here at One Sick B, we don't cry, we thrive, we don't whine, we whine. Shout out to Sun Goddess Wines. Uh, the definition of One Sick B is a strong individual that fights through and faces unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning, but you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. Today, I was blessed with a guest named Ashley Radcliffe. She is a beautiful author, African-American MS warrior. But uh, we're gonna get into her book also as well today, but I would like to welcome you. Welcome, Ashley. How are you today? Thanks so much for having me, Brandy. I'm doing well. I'm happy to be Good. here. Yes, I'm. thank you for coming. Uh, I know she has a busy schedule. So Ashley, let's get into it. Um, how have you been during COVID? Because COVID has changed so many people's life that has inspired them. Uh, people have lost people, but how have you been dealing and grieving through COVID? Not girl, grieving, I shouldn't say that, I apologize. Yeah, girl, it's been highs and lows. Like my, I, I wrote the book during COVID in July, 2020. And so I was productive time. So it was like, okay, like I don't have to like commute to work. I have more time on my hands. So let me just get this book out. And then I was uh, in a writing program and I was going to write the book in 30 days on the second day, like Ju July 2nd, my grandmother passed away. So that, um, threw me for a loop Yeah, but I pushed through I because I knew that she would want me to, you know, keep on going. Keep on going. And so that was my motivation, my driving force to finish this book. But, um, in a lot of ways it's been, you know, kind of depressing because, you know, be having a autoimmune disorder and, you know, having to be mindful of other people around you and how you, you know, I couldn't see my family for yeah. a long time for safety yeah. before I was able to get vaccinated. Um, so that was challenging. Uh, but it did, it was a blessing because my back then, my boyfriend, now fiance, we started yes. quarantining together. So then that congratulations. Was awesome. I've seen Thank that. You. That's Thanks. a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah. So we started quarantining together. So we have our, you know, our new life together, like we're living together. So that that's yes. been, but it's been highs and lows. Definitely. Well, let's get into it. Ashley was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2018. Can you please take us back to when you were diagnosed and if, and when you were diagnosed, if you feel you had symptoms prior, prior to your diagnosis? Yeah, so I was officially diagnosed with relapsing, remitting multiple sclerosis on March 9th, 2018. And so it was a six month journey for me to get my diagnosis. Um, it all started with just tingling and numbness in my left foot and it never went away and it got worse. So I um, was, you know, they told me I had a foot drop and then, uh, so I was getting treated for, um, the foot drop as if it was a herniated disc that was causing it. I was misdiagnosed as having a herniated disc in my spine. And from there, um, I was in physical therapy and, um, the physical therapist was like, it's not, 
I think it's something different because like we've been doing this for a few months now and you don't seem to be improving. Like you should get a second opinion. And so I told my chiropractor, like, I'm going to get a second opinion. He got all mad, which was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like he thought he was going to lose money because he know if there's something different, he lose money. Correct. Yeah. Job. Yeah. But but nothing about his health. Nothing about your personal well. Yeah. But it's my life, my livelihood, you know, and he doesn't care. So anyway, I ended up seeing a neurosurgeon and immediately the neurosurgeon, he had me walk up and down the aisle. And he's like, oh no, that's not what you have. Like, it's not a herniated disc. I can tell by the way you're walking and I I had a scan of uh, MRI of my lower spine and it didn't show a herniated disc to him. And so he was like, yeah, we need to do more tests. And so I got an MRI of my neck and it showed lesions. And he's like, okay, like, I don't want to alarm you, but it's highly suspicious of a demyelinating disease. And I'm like, what's that? And he's like, oh, it's like, you know, your myelin is, you know, being depleted. It could be MS. Uh, we don't know for sure. And so he referred me to a neurologist and I had a brain MRI and that showed additional lesions. And I also had a spinal tap and that confirmed my diagnosis. So all in all, that took six months. Wow. And do you feel like you had any symptoms years prior to this? So now that I think of it, like there, I've mentioned it in my book, like there's been times where like my legs will just give out or like, I would just like drop my, like whatever my, I was holding in my hands. It would just like drop like my keys or something. And it's just like, that's weird. So maybe it was like, you know, brewing, Little, maybe. All along. but other Nothing than major. that, I've been healthy. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. Prior to this. And it's still a blessing. Uh, I have questions for you, but I feel like they're all will be answered. Let me introduce this book. She has a book out, uh, best-selling on Amazon. It's a wellness book. It is a survival kit for those who have just been diagnosed. It is her story, her memoir. Uh, I love it because it's called Jesus Year. And in the book, it gives the definition of Jesus Year. But I love Ashley's Dictionary of Ashley's Jesus Year. It says the age at which one is officially too old for foolery. My God, does that coincide with me in my life? Yeah. So let's get into this. Tell us how this book started. Yeah. So, you know, just this whole journey, I was just like, this is wild. Like just the, the hoops that I have to jump through to get clear answers about what's happening with my body and what's going on with my health. And then, so I just started journaling about it because it was like really frustrating. And then as you know, when I was formally diagnosed and then other people would hear that I have MS they would reach out to me and like, oh, my niece was diagnosed with MS. Like, we don't know anyone else with it. Could you mind talking to her? And of course mm-hmm. I would say yes, because I didn't really know anyone <laughs> who had it. And so I'm always like, yeah, like. I would yeah, I felt like I've been the MS advocate since I was a kid because I got diagnosed at 17. So anybody along the way, everybody was like, oh, go talk to Brandy. Go talk to Brandy. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not the disability advocate for handicapped people <laughs> or whatever was going on. And, that. and I was like, oh, no, it's a blessing when you can't. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why it was like, okay, so like, I I'm happy to help whoever comes my way, but I think I could help more people if I put my experiences and the lessons I learned during my first year after my uh, diagnosis into a book, I could reach more people and help more people. So that's what happened. So I just dedicated a whole month of July, 2020 to just writing this book, just locked in and just got it done. Yeah. 
Great. Well, let me uh, point out some experts, some excerpts uh, of the book that I liked. Uh, and one of the excerpts, let's start, that says, if MS has brought one good thing out of me, it is the realization that I don't need to do it all. And I really don't need to do the most for others who can do for themselves. I require rest because of my chronic illness. So if this means I have to expel a great deal of energy, I'm going to have to politely decline. That may mean canceling plans that have already been made. If I don't feel up to it, I no longer force it. Learning how to prioritize my well-being took a while to sink in. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's an adjustment that you have to make. It's like, first of all, my body won't let me. I have fatigue. Like even if I wanted to be ripping and running, I could not. <laughs> but it's just like, if I do overextend myself, it's like the repercussions of that. Like it takes longer for me to bounce back. So I had to learn the hard way, like of overdoing it and me getting knocked down, like, you know, just like fatigue. Building yourself back up. Yeah. And then getting back up. And it's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's too much on my body. I need to like protect my body. So, um, so yeah, I had to say no to things. And I, I think people, the people in my life get it now. It's like, okay, yeah. like, there's a reason she's not being flippant or she doesn't, mm -hmm. she doesn't not care. Like, no, she, yeah. She needs to take care of herself. So yeah. yeah. Okay. The other one I love, it says, I need to be gentler with myself. I need to have managed my life in relation to others. I didn't have to worry about other folks, what they were doing. I tried to emulate their pace because doing so would take so much out of me so sooner than if I kept up with my newfound pace. That's so profound to me because as we have these autoimmune diseases and we're in these circles of friends or we're in these groups or how we see our life going is one way and the reality that sets in. So when you change your pace, how did you adjust to it? Because having a career and having to step back and say, hold on, I have to put myself first is one of the hardest things I had to do. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it a lot of it was work related. Like I am a workaholic, a perfectionist. And a lot of that is just self-imposed, just like mm -hmm. be, uh, and being the only black woman in a professional setting. A lot of times it's like, there's this pressure to like it's higher. the best. Yes, and like, you have to outdo it. And each time you yeah. have to, you have to outdo the last thing or when you come back, that was the problem working uh, because when you come back, I feel like I was sick and I took time off. I felt like when I come back, I had to reprove myself all over again. Right. Yes. So all that. And it was like, look, these people do not care. <laughs> like not, not like they don't care about my well-being. I'm sure they do. But like if, if something came up to where I was incapacitated and I couldn't work, they would move on. Like they would find a replacement and that would be it. So it's like, I don't want that to happen. And I can, you know, I, and also too, I don't need to do that much. Like I don't need to be working after I logged off from work and then come back home and work just to get ahead for no. the next day. It can yeah. wait. No one's going to die, <laughs> you know, like yeah. it can yeah. wait. So, I'm, and I love how you put that in the book. Uh, it's so interesting. What I think why it stood out to me is because like I said, uh, having this since I was a kid and my brother, he seen me, he came and visited me and I was getting ready to, um, actually my daughter was graduating. So I was doing a whole lot of hustling, bustling, moving. So then my foot started dragging. Then I started slowing down. Then my tremors started coming in. He was like, you know, 
Brandy. He's <laughs> dead people. I was, I'm not going to say that word he said, but dead people don't pay bills. Is that what? Because I always he said, "Why are you working so hard? Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "I have bills. I'm trying to get my kids to college. I want them to do this." He was like, "You know, dead people don't pay bills, right?" Mm. And I was like, I started crying and called my mom. I'm like, you told me dead people don't pay bills. And she was like, they don't. How many times a week? Because even the doctor told me, like, you got to slow down. You got PPMS. You can't afford, you can't afford that. These, these bouts that you're going through, you're, you're not recovering. So I love uh, that newfound pace. Ashley, don't compare your life with others. You're on a path that God has designated design. Sorry for you run let's be honest jog your yeah gotta slow down and not worry about other people and how i'm stacking up to the, their milestones and what they're doing with their lives so yeah just do me slow do, down yeah do you and you're doing a good job at it and i love the the pace and so i always have a joke and i love uh ashley calls it the um the blue tag what do, what do you call it? the blue tag the, the blue card click yeah the blue card click which is funny because i've always called mine the vip i call it the vip part <laughs> so i always say well, i pull up the vip so i was reading like you said when somebody asks you like they look at you crazy or they say you know like is that your replacement card? And like you said, proudly, yes. I've even put on my sunglasses like I was VIP and was like, yes, and walked off. <laughs> Don't you see me pulling up by a VIP park? And I tell my friends all the time, like, uh-uh, I'm a park like average people. Take me to my parking set, my parking set. <laughs> yeah, yep. Y'all can park like, I'm not basic. I'm, I'm standard, so I love how you... <laughs> <laughs> the blue car baby i'm vip i don't i don't do that we this is what we don't do we don't park in the right. back we park the front. <laughs> this is not what we do when we travel we travel vip status yeah, i we sure do use the wheelchair assistance and they and i tell my one you have that one support person so now they decide fight over who's going to be that support person because they get on the plane with me first i'm vip you guys away let me board the plane first right <laughs> so i love that you said the blue card uh the blue card Ashley, what advice do you have for somebody who is newly diagnosed? I have so many pieces of advice. Uh, I would say to start, you have to tell someone. And I know, especially we as Black women, we don't want to be viewed as vulnerable or just a burden to someone else. But you can't, it's going to be really hard for you to go through this journey by yourself. Uh, so I would say just tell someone, just a friend, your partner, someone should know so that they, they can help you if you, when you need it, you're going to need help. And then also to know that your diagnosis does not mean your life is over, you know, like, yeah, it might be, you know, you sit you down for a little bit while you try to, you have to recover from your relapse, but we're living full lives. You have kids, Brandy. Like I have a fiance. I travel, yes. I mean, prior to COVID, like I travel, yes. like I go out with my friends, you know, so yes. it didn't stop me. So your life, unless you let it. So like, you have to have the mindset that it's just a thing. It's just another thing that has happened mm -hmm. to me, but it, it it's doesn't own me. It's not all of me. Yeah. It's not all of me. Um, also too critical to my success and my health has been building a care team, a support team. So that includes like, you know, my, I have two neurologists. I see a neurologist mm -hmm. at the MS center of California and then one in Long Beach where I live. So it's closer. 
And then I also have uh, a therapist, which has been amazing because you yeah, need to process. I believe in I definitely yeah. believe in a uh, therapy. I'm donating some of my prostate seats to my sales to uh, help people pay for counseling because I feel like yeah. that's something, mental health is something that we need to talk about with these conditions because um, not, I don't, I'm just speaking from my experience, um, isolation, uh, depression, not knowing what tomorrow may hold when you already just went through a hell of a day. Yeah. So counseling to me, and I love that you said mental health. Yeah, you need a team. So yeah, that's uh, part of my team. And then I uh, used to be in physical therapy to get me back on my feet uh, after the foot drop. And then um, I have a wellness coach. And so like I meet with her, just we have a phone call every week. So it's just like outside of like my, you know, MS, I just have life goals that I want to achieve, like writing this book or just like, you know, growing professionally. And so she keeps me on track with my goals. I set goals and I check in with her every week. She encourages me. So that's been helpful to like, not let MS stop me in my tracks. Um, so yeah, I just have a squad of people. I used to go to an acupuncturist. Um, and then also one last piece of advice. I have so many, but one last piece of advice is to rest. Like you need to build the that new fatigue. And I love how she says in her book, tired, tired, like tired, tired, like tired, tired. Yes. Yeah. It's a different, it's a different version of tired. Different. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I can like catch up with a nap. No, it's like, it will knock you down. It's unexplainable. So you need to like build rest into your life. And if it's not something that is pertinent and it can wait till later, it can wait and phone it in, like have people help you. I don't do laundry. I drop it off at fluff and fold because it takes so much time out of my life and it's exhausting. I know. Yeah. So just do less for your health. Yeah. For your health. Um, If you could use or you can say, give me maybe one slogan, one scripture, a saying that you live by or that that inspires you in your life. Um, I, I'm, ooh, I wish I had it uh, queued up, but it, somewhere in my book, I say that, um, you know, I went from simply surviving to truly thriving. And I think that you have to get out of this survival only mentality, like, oh, like I'm just like making do like, no, like you are going to be fine. Like keep pushing past this diagnosis. Like what do you want to pursue in life? Because MS isn't your whole life. So just think about how you want to like envision your life thriving with MS and take steps to like make that a reality. Cause that's what I had to do. Like, I was like, I mean, admittedly at first I was really depressed. Like, oh my gosh, like, what does this mean for me? Like, am I gonna, you know, yes. be here like in a year or two? And then it was like, no, like it's just one hurdle that you have to uh, overcome. And if I just stop there, I would not be the person I am today. So you just have to keep that mindset that I'm a thriver. I'm not just a survivor, I'm a thriver. And right. I'm this gonna is get there. Yeah, just I'm gonna get there, like you said, at my own pace. Uh, yeah. I I tell people to go after their goals. I remember uh, I wanted to go straight 
was going to go straight to college. Uh, that was my plans. Uh, God had something in store for me. I ended up having two beautiful babies that I wouldn't have been able to have now. And so I didn't get to start college when everybody else started. So at that time, being young, I felt like I was a failure. And then I went through college and it didn't take me the average time. It took me years on top of years. I was like a super senior, super, super, super senior, <laughs> super, super, super senior, because at the time, my MS was so bad and not under control that I could only take two classes at a time. But I didn't let that deter me. And I didn't say, well, this is stupid or I'm not going to do it. I went after it. So, yes, that's good advice to keep on living. You imagine your life with MS, thriving through it and getting the things that you wanted. I have a question. What do you say to people? Um, support, far as family, friends. How did that affect your family, friend, your situations? Uh, did you have support? Yeah, no, I did. And I think because of my situation, like it all started with like a foot drop. And so I told my family like, oh yeah, this weird thing's happening with my foot. And so they were with me from the, the beginning of this journey. So it wasn't like I kept any of that quiet. Like they were like with me at the chiropractor yeah. and they were with me at, at taking me to physical therapy. Um, and like one time my dad, he lives in Temecula. It's like an hour and a half from Long Beach. He came one day to uh, see me uh, try this uh, device um, that like, I don't want to give the name of the brand, but like, it's like a medical device that like basically uh, stimulates your, your muscles and your nerves to like help you okay. walk better. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And so he would, he came to accompany me on that trip. My mom dropped me, like was with me for my spinal tap because, you know, I couldn't drive. Yeah. And so, and, you know, my fiance makes sure that I does do my injections and take mm -hmm. my vitamins. So they're very supportive. I couldn't do it without my support team, my family, my friends who just check on me and make sure I have everything that I need. So I feel really blessed that they've been there with me along this whole journey. And it never was a question of, oh, who's going to show up for me? Like, I feel blessed that they were there from the get-go yeah. and they've still been there. So yeah, it's been amazing. So you've had to make many adjustments. What is your strength and weakness with MS? What is, what is the one thing with MS that just drives you absolutely insane, but you know how to thrive through it or you figured out how to thrive through it? Um, I would say like setting boundaries. I think in a way that I, I've found my voice because I have to advocate for myself and like, no, I can't do this. No, I cannot travel this crazy trip or like be out all night and all that stuff. Or I, no, I will not, if it's like a work-related thing and it's mm -hmm. like, we need you to travel here. It's like, absolutely not. COVID's a thing. I'm not going to put my life in jeopardy. Like you, you learn how to speak way. up for yourself. Yeah. I learned how to speak up for myself, but then also too, something that I need to work on is like really like being okay with it. Cause sometimes I'll like go back on my thought, like, Oh dang, like, I wonder if they're going to think that I'm incapable or like, you know, like I just have to know, just like be firm. And that's part of my like people yeah. pleasing, like my profession. Yeah. I, yeah. And she writes about that in the book. Um, it's, is that accepting the apology, like you said, setting, I mean, not apology, setting those boundaries to say, I can't, it's not that I can't do it. It's not that I will not, it's that fact that I will not do it because it's going to impose more harm on my body or more stress on my body. What has this battle being diagnosed taught you about yourself that you thought you knew or you didn't know? 
I'm strong. Like I didn't know that. Like, I, I mean, yeah, everyone says, oh, I'm strong, but like, until you are girl, you're through the trenches and it's like, mm. you are beat down by this condition. Like I talk about in my book, like there'd be periods where I would just like be so depleted when I got home from work, I would just collapse from exhaustion and just like fatigue and wake up at like 2 AM. Like, oh damn, like I didn't even take my dog out. Like house is like in shambles. Yeah. It's like, no, like you actually are strong. Like you can get through this. Like you, I mean, I would have never expected or wanted this for my life, but it hasn't stopped me and it will not stop me. And I will keep, you know, keep thriving, thriving, keep yeah. pushing, keep encouraging yourself yeah. to win. Yeah, absolutely. If there's anything that you can say to my listeners besides, uh, please give out your, your information uh, after, uh, if you have anything to say, to the viewers, I mean, to the listeners, uh, some advice or something that you want to give them outside of you got to go grab Jesus here. But yeah, I think, let me think of something that I haven't said already, but the most important thing is just know you're going to be all right. Like, I know that sounds like just dismissive maybe, or just like everyone says that just know in your heart of hearts, you will be fine. Like, and then just don't let it stop you. Like have a can't stop, won't stop mentality. And you're going to be so, when you look back over your life, like maybe even a year after and you yeah. change your mindset and just look at how much progress you've made from just being in that dark place and just being stagnant and just letting it consume you, right? This, your health. And when you ch change your mindset to like want more for yourself and like want to do, pursue your what's in your heart to do you're going to be so happy that you didn't let yeah. MS stop you um so definitely pick up jesus year and i just released an audiobook for all my people who like to yes. listen and the read. book is so easy to read because we with ms i don't know about everybody but me with ms my vision tiny print can drive a girl insane so when i opened up this book and i see that i could see the words clearly that's a plus yeah. Yeah. I was being cognizant of my fellow MS warriors with optic neuritis or just vision problems. So yeah. So I can, you can see it clearly and you can also listen to it. Uh, it's on the audiobook is on audible. You can also link, find the link through, uh, Amazon. It has all of the formats there, the hard book, the ebook, the, or sorry, I said hard book, hardcover paperback and ebook, as well as the, uh, audiobook are all on Amazon. You can link through it. So. And yeah. give us uh, your, your Instagram where they can connect with you, Instagram or website. Yeah. So my website for my book is ashleytheauthor.com. And then my Instagram handle is ashleyadores. So A-S-H-L-E-Y-A-D-O-R-E-S. This is my favorite part of the podcast uh, where I get to certify you with sick feet. Ashley, you are a woman of God. You were willing to put your personal journey in a book version to connect, to help other people. You are selfless. You are spiritual. You Outside of that, she is gorgeous. And you have a heart of gold. And for you to think about people and to write a book to empower us women, men with MS, minorities, you are something special. Ashley, the definition of one sick bee is a strong individual that fights through unimaginable, undeniable, courageous battles that life throws at you without warning. But you refuse to carry the spirit of brokenness. 
by creating the book for us all to thrive. So I certify you once safety. Thank you. It's an honor. I feel so, so blessed. Thank you so much, Brandy. You are so welcome. And Kings and Queens, you can check me out on Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Google, all your podcast platforms. Aladora and Africa, I believe, is the other podcast platform. So thank you for listening, Kings and Queens, to One Sick Beat. And have a great day. Question life a couple times, but it's okay you grown. Know you gotta read between the lines, but it's okay you own it. Know you got some people in your life that's gonna make you want it. Know you got some people by your side when you look into their eyes. All you ever do is smile, cause they make you worth it. Already know this life ain't perfect, but you gotta work it. You gotta adapt it to the pain and you got used to hurting. And you're the one that's needed help, you used to offer service. You're not alone, not by yourself, now don't forget that. You're always fighting, always fighting for the get back And you always trying, always grinding and I'm with that You're such a fighter and your strength is where your gifts at You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up and perform When you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war You know every day's a fight, but every day you getting up to perform And when you think it's nothing left, you gotta know you got more Let's not forget that God sent the strongest soldiers to war like, God sent the strongest soldiers to war